Hi guys, I'm Omi. And I'm Zara, and welcome to episode three of What's Your Own. So before we start, we just wanted to give a heads up that we actually recorded this before the Black Lives Matter movement really kicked off, um, just after Mental Health Awareness Week. But, uh, but yeah, we weren't really sure whether we should release this now, but with how we've been feeling after going to the protests and the influx of information that we've been learning from, we thought now would probably be the best time to talk about mental health anyway. And given how we've been feeling and how overwhelmed it has been, if you are also feeling the same out there and you're a bit stuck with how to get help or what to do, um, given our previous episode about Black Lives Matter, we did share some mental health aids and other resources. So please do check those out if you feel like those would be helpful for you. Yeah, we hope this episode is a little bit of a solace for you guys. Yeah, regardless of what issues you are suffering from, we hope that we can offer even the tiniest bit of support. Yeah. Cute, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think something that's really the most simplest question but can really like hit a nerve is are you okay and I just want to ask you like are you okay oh god that is a really tough question because I think like everything rush rushes um everything runs around your brain doesn't it yeah. am I okay um I'm okay now I think last week was a really tough week for me. And obviously anyone close to me knows that. Yeah. I had some days off work this week. And for once I was able to kind of shut my mind off and actually enjoy my time off. Yeah. And not be stressed. Um, are you okay? Um, in, all honest, in all honesty? In all honesty, I, I, th- I am okay. I think I'm okay. But that question before has been something that's like may been the been the trigger question that's made me realize that mentally I'm yeah. not it's always that like one question where someone asks you if you're okay and then you're already upset and yeah then you're like no, I'm not. exactly that and then it just like triggers this emotional like waterfall and everything like pours out of you and you like confess everything you're feeling that, that's it's- exactly what happened to me I remember being at work this was like a couple of years ago and I was sitting yeah. at the MD and he just asked like just as you would like oh are you okay I was like oh, I just burst into tears and oh. it was not right and yeah yeah I think that's happened for everyone at work like I remember when me and my ex broke up just I think it was in December yeah it was December um and then obviously I'd had some time off work and I came back in and obviously everyone could tell something was wrong and the general manager came up to me obviously I hadn't been in so she was just asking like how my time off was and if I was okay and then when she was like are you okay I looked at her and I was like don't just don't ask me that one like, oh yeah and I had like tears in my eyes and she was like oh okay well if you want to chat like obviously yeah later and I was like yeah yeah, yeah of course like thank you but I had to like pull myself together but that's one of those things that you can either pull yourself together or you just let it out. So I just remember that that moment was, I'd been dealing with things at home that I just couldn't keep in anymore. That was the point that I knew that I needed to change things from my life. So like, when would you say, when do you, what would you say you realise that something was like mentally wrong? 
<laughs> don't know why I'm laughing. Oh, well, I was born. Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> From the very day I opened my eyes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I think from a... I don't know. I think the... Oh, I don't even know how to word what I want to say. I think from the way I grew up in like a very strict, tough, controlled environment. Mm-hmm. I think from a young age, I knew that I wasn't okay, if that makes sense. I think my anxiety started from a very young age and like my paranoia and my worry. See, mine is the same. Like I had those those things that was going on and I had the, like, I think I have a very similar background to you. It was very strict and there wasn't much freedom. So even though I had anxiety and probably depression, I never really knew that I had that. I wasn't aware of these issues that I was going through. I, I hadn't put a name to it, basically. I was just going through yeah. it. Yeah, I think I was exactly the same. Like, I knew I felt a certain type of way, but I didn't know what it was or where to go or whatever, I guess. And I think, but obviously, as you get older, you learn. I think one of the things for me as well that helped me understand was counselling. And I think that was, like, such a big part of understanding what was wrong. Not that anything was wrong with me, but what I was going through, let's say yeah that has been like a massive help for sure but do you understand but you had counseling quite later on in your life I think it's quite sad that as teens even though those options are probably there we weren't aware of it and we were kind of alone in our own thoughts yeah I think when you're younger as well you have to tell not you have to but like your parents are going to ask where you're going when you go to see a counsellor or whatever, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas when you're older, you don't really have to explain yourself. I mean, at work I did, obviously. I had to say every Tuesday morning, for example, I've got counselling, I'll be in late or whatever. But that's, that's, a, big, that's a big step for us. Cause I remember growing up and like really struggling to like even tell anyone what I was going through. Like even at school, I couldn't really yeah. tell my family. It was just one of those things that I had to deal with on my own. So it's like a massive progressive step to be able to say to like anyone at work or or even your friends that look I'm just not feeling it I'm something's not right right now yeah I do understand I think it's helpful as well that I've had friends who have also experienced mental health issues so like them talking freely to me or feeling like they can makes me feel safer when I talk to them yeah, definitely. You like even you. You're like my saving grace. My time. Aww. I do understand what you mean. It's nice to have those people that understand, even if they don't understand. Like they're just gonna let you vent. Yeah, but it's yeah. A big step. It's it's. I think the biggest thing about mental health is admitting that you've got it. Yeah, there's such a stigma attached to it. I think that like you're weak or incapable or something or there is something wrong with you I think that's what a lot of people think yeah I think in my own experience there's been a lot of denial as well and I don't know if that's just based on my background but I remember um my first my the first time I tried to speak to someone close to me in my family that I was depressed and it was like met with denial like you don't know what depression is so how can you say you're depressed yeah those things where 
yeah, you you do face these things, and it's just hard to know where to go from from there. Yeah, I do understand what you mean. I think the first time I kind of knew where to go, I guess, was when I was at uni, and it was in second year, and I finally signed up for counselling because I just knew like things had gotten like quite bad to the point where I didn't really leave my house, and if I did, like I needed someone to be with me because I was just so anxious. What was um, what was your what was triggering that anxiety? I think it was like the situations. Like it's going to sound really pathetic saying it out loud right now, but I know that there are a lot of people out there that can relate to this. I think it was a situation I had with a certain guy at uni that I just felt so anxious to leave my house. Like I didn't want to be seen. I didn't want to bump into him. I didn't want to deal with it at all. Yeah, and I'm sure, like, a load of people will relate to that. It happens. Yeah, for sure it does. Like, the thought of seeing him around uni made me feel physically ill. Like, I just didn't want to leave my house. What In what other ways did, like, that affect you? Because did it affect you? Um, obviously, I stopped going to uni. So then I failed. And then other circumstances led me to drop out following on from that because my mental health just I couldn't cope with uni uni was just not for me yeah I don't think I think I'd be a very different person at uni now knowing what I know about myself now yeah but obviously it's too late (laughs) but it's not but if you look at the progress of it all it is a big step I, I have to like really push this because regardless of what we consider failures, it's where we are now, who we are in our mind. That yeah. matters most. 100%. And, like, I think we've both come a long way from then. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's weird to, like, look back, because when, when we talk about mental health, like, for me, the biggest trigger... I feel I feel quite ready to talk about this was my family and I just didn't belonged I didn't have anywhere to belong really you know the house full of people felt very alone um yeah and I think I found peace when I removed myself from that situation I think you did I remember seeing you after you'd moved out and you were literally glowing like you just looked like a completely new person and that was nice to see yeah but at the same time like I've even though I've managed to remove myself from a situation and looking back maybe I did like overthink things and this that and the other I feel like there's a lot of people that aren't able to take that step there's a stigma against admitting your mental health and your family like is related to your family because it's like your family's supposed to be everything and they are but... but it's like that saying like you can't pick your family and just because they are your blood doesn't mean that you have to feel like shit because of them you don't have to put up with it you don't have to stick around you don't owe them anything yeah in fact they owe you understanding and respecting of how you're feeling and what you're thinking Mm. and I think a lot of people forget that but it's also very hard to admit and I'm sure there's many Asian girls that are probably or just any other girl that's probably going through the same thing but can't remove themselves from the situation no it's tough it's very tough 
like I understand, obviously I'm not going to go into detail about my situation. It's hard. Do you know what the thing is for me to make your parents, your dad, your mum, whatever, accountable? Yeah, that's they won't, what it is. Yeah, they won't take accountability for the damage that they have caused you. But then, and it, in, for me, it was always a case of, what if it is me that's overthinking all these situations? Because I'm, I'm like the youngest of the family, so everyone else seems fine. So why is it me that's like having to, feeling this way? Why am I not normal? But you are normal. You're just not their, their normal. version. Yeah, it's true. I think I was just, I'm just a black sheep. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Yeah, I think we bonded in that black sheepness. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. what background to why they are the way they are other than religion yeah. culture yeah but also I think one thing as well is even when you like try and talk to people about it mm-hmm. um I don't want people to take my dad or whatever or your parents yeah so we're get your but it's, it's mm-hmm. the same though because I think it, a lot of people will relate people that have a different background um it is quite taboo to talk about your feelings and your mental health and if you feel anxious like if there's just like this big underlying issue that which is denial that it yeah. exists yeah and obviously we're not just saying that it's just religious parents that cause issues like I think everyone has some kind of issue with their parents yeah we're not saying that we're special or whatever we're just talking about our experiences yeah your experiences may be different for sure yeah of course everyone's experience is different but I think I think everyone probably has issues with their family parents whatever whether they yeah it's I think it it comes with having very strict religious parents Mm, and culture too but it's not yeah it, it really does depend on how obviously it's all down to interpretation this that and the other yeah of course of course and I think there's a lot more want to talk about it or whatever I don't know but I think personally for me that is where it triggered well that is where yeah like I remember when I went to counselling last year you go to talk about one thing and then the more you talk about things you open up like a can of worms yeah and then you talk about one thing in terms of your family and then you realise how your childhood affected who you are now or how it's all linked and it's like the circle of life but for your mental health it's really weird to like see it all written down and I remember my counsellor she used to like draw it out on like a board so I could see how it all linked that's really helpful. and that was interesting so she would think that you're say you were having an issue that day she would link it all the way back not that day obviously but just in life yeah like if I was like being an anxious person it stemmed from being anxious when I was younger yeah bad people your experience is your experience as is mine so I can say what I want to say yeah but they're not bad people and I sometimes people think that they are but in their mind them them being strict is them doing what's best for you yeah it's just not your idea of how you want to live yeah they they have good intentions like by no means like yeah when I look back it was it wasn't traumatic it was just wasn't what I felt I needed and where I belonged yeah which I understand 
it's just carried into my adult life. Do you think you're more self-aware now that since you've had stuff? 100%. I know what triggers me. I know how to avoid it. And I think that, yeah, like I can say no to things now and certain situations without feeling guilty just because I know that I'm doing what's best for me. Whereas when I was younger, I wouldn't. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't have that self-awareness. But I think, again, a lot of people can relate to this. I think it is relationships. Like, men have always been a massive trigger point for me. Like, I remember the guy that I was with a couple of years ago when things ended with him I was literally like a shell of who I used to be because being with him just completely like stripped me of who I was I think like I was this paranoid anxious worried mess do you remember who you were before him because that's something that I would struggle with is remembering because I I kind of I relate like I feel like I lose myself a little bit and then after it's finished I'm like who was I before all of this I felt like that for a while just because I couldn't bring myself out of the funk that I was in for lack of a better word I can't think of another word for funk but you know what I mean like I was just so down but obviously now looking back I'm better I came out the other side that I couldn't remember who I was it just seemed like there was no way to ever feel better again yeah exactly (laughs) words to live by (laughs) how did you find yourself again each day is a struggle like I thought about him every day what even now though um no not now but when things ended afterwards it's just because he had such a big impact on my life a bigger impact than anyone I'd ever met before actually so it was tough to kind of bring yourself out from underneath that. Yeah. And people always say every day will get better. Yeah, and it's true. Some days are fucking shit. I agree. Yeah. I remember going through that and my line manager at the time, she said, you may cry every day, but eventually you'll start crying every two days and then eventually every three days and then you'll stop. Yeah. And honestly, those those words are words to live by. Like, 100% it does get better time is a healer it's just whether it's hard seeing it though you can't it is oh my god it's so hard seeing it like you always feel like there's not an end in sight but there is there always is yeah of course there is there always is and people need to be reminded of that sometimes yeah because it's sad to think that nothing's gonna get better because I know how I felt and I don't like the thought of other people feeling like yeah. that yeah oh I don't know I think there was, the earliest memory I can think of was a point in college Mm. where something happened and I don't know what happened to me but I was literally just quiet for a week. I didn't speak, I didn't laugh, I didn't smile. When do you feel like was your point of, you know what, I have got something wrong with me, this is some some change in my life? I didn't do anything. And I think it was then I was like, shit, you've got problems. <laughs> when you're like 17, 18. It's not funny. It's really not funny. I still do that now sometimes, to be fair. I still shut down and I keep quiet when I'm having a bad day or things are going shit. And it's something that I'm very aware that I do and I need to sort it yeah, out. Same. 
it's still young you're still a baby really how do you pull yourself out of it there is a lot more available now than there was 10 years ago when we were 15 16 17 it's generally a lonely place and the only way you could cope was by being alone and by being quiet and yeah for sure it just feels like when we were suffering if suffering sounds like such a deep word but when we were going through this it really didn't feel like there was a lot out there it's really like happy that there's things out there now for people that we have when we were teens if I knew there was like something available or someone I could go talk to I feel like I'd be a different person today yeah for sure I think what I'm trying to say is that it's just how much it's affected us how much what we went through when we were teens has affected us now even though we can say we are like mentally more stable things could have been different I think that also comes with having a good support system around you as well like when you're young your friends are also young they don't know how to help you and I think it's hard to know that you can talk to your family but even then it wasn't it wasn't like friends that could have helped it could have been something that was like in the curriculum or something like that like one of those extra days where you talk about your mental health or yeah I remember in primary school we used to have something really and it was called yeah yeah it was called the listening ear and like it was just other school kids I think they were in year six one of the classrooms at lunchtime and you could just go in and sit down and talk to someone and like that was such a young age so nobody really used it yeah so I think secondary school would have done better to have something like these times where so how have you been in terms of like corona because I, I was reading something the other day said how mental health has skyrocketed not skyrocketed but it has definitely gone up by a large percentage as in bad mental health. yeah bad mental health has gone up by about 40 percent during covid19 times it really doesn't surprise me how have you been coping in terms of it um some again some days are worse than others some days are fine i'm literally like loving life and then other days i literally just feel very alone yeah same peaks and troughs yeah peaks and troughs is a good way to put it but i think everyone is feeling like that it's hard as well like i don't know if you were the same but if i was having a bad day at work or whatever i could just get up from my seat and go and sit next to one of my friends or go with one of them to get coffee or whatever whereas we don't have that luxury those coffee and tea breaks were literally like a saving grace oh my god i know i think for me like the first couple of weeks was just it was such a drastic change of like you have to work from home and you know there was no way two ways about it and it kind of put me in like a panic mode and like I was very stressed and anxious and I remember having like a panic attack probably every other day yeah I remember (laughs) it was it was yeah it was crazy and I felt like I was kind of getting angry at things that I couldn't control yeah I do understand it definitely heightened the anger that I was feeling I think for me it was tough as well because I was in Algeria when my company decided to work from home. So I came back from my nan's funeral to then go straight into lockdown and working from home. It That was tough. Yeah, you've got a lot of emotions that you need to deal with. That was really tough. And I don't, and I felt like, oh, it's going to sound really like self-absorbed. And I don't mean it in this way, but I feel like not enough people checked up on me or not enough people really were like, Zars, are you okay? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's not, it wasn't a fun situation for your nan to die and then you come back and you're in complete isolation. Yeah. 
in a small house, let's be honest. You're like chucked in the deep end to deal with it. Yeah, I was in the deep end and like, yeah, it was tough. What about you? For me, I was in my own place and I thought, let me let me go home to my parents to try, you know, being locked down there. Oh, I remember when you went home. Yeah, yeah it just yeah. felt so claustrophobic. I think that was the biggest thing for me. It felt claustrophobic and I just yeah. didn't, I felt like I really couldn't breathe. It was just a struggle to just kind of get through the day without not crying basically that was the big thing i was just like oh i'm bored of this i need to like stop i need to pull myself out of it yeah i do know what you mean that's exactly how i felt like every day was a struggle but it just makes me feel being ungrateful well it makes you feel like you're being ungrateful for that in that situation of going home like you're surrounded by healthy family and stuff but you're here you are complaining about feeling claustrophobic and you're panicking that's fine I don't think there's a set way to feel do you know what I mean like no one can tell you there's a right or wrong way to feel deal with things so you shouldn't ever feel bad but you really can't help it you can't help how you feel exactly there is a lot happening and it's not nice to hear those stories of losing family members and friends so it's just like yeah we need to take every day as it comes but how how can you take every day as it comes when like your own mind isn't helping you yeah 100 percent. you're your own worst enemy in certain situations i think yeah i do understand what you mean it's tough it is tough like you never know i don't know what to do this this topic is actually so hard to talk about it really is like i feel like we both have so much to say but it's hard to know what to say when people are listening that's really weird i know it sounds silly but yeah you don't want to like these these issues are like personal to me but when you say them out loud it just sounds like it's silly it's hard to talk about things like this the thing is I think the problem is and a lot of people do this and it's something that I even did last week when I was really struggling you diminish your own feelings so that people don't think you're being silly because you feel silly for feeling the way you're feeling and partly because you just don't want to feel that way and you don't want to appear weak if that makes sense yeah I think a lot of people are guilty of diminishing their own feelings. And that in itself is a, a mental health issue. Yeah, for sure. It's just like not knowing your your own mind and not knowing your self-worth. Yeah, it's a big thing. Yeah. It depends what capacity it's in as well. How do you mean? Oh, how do I explain it? Like if it's a work problem, you don't want to cause a stir by feeling a certain type of way. Yeah, okay. If it's in a relationship, you need to know that the person you're with can handle it or that you feel comfortable enough to talk to them about it yeah this kind of links last week when we spoke about communicating do you feel like it's easy for you to communicate in your relationship um even at work as well actually just in general is it easy for you to communicate what's going on sometimes in a relationship no but I think that comes from the men that I've met I've either assumed that they just don't care so I've kept it all to myself or like my last relationship he had mental issues too and sometimes his would overshadow mine or he would make sure that his overshadowed mine so I would again just have to forget how I was feeling to him to deal with him was it one of those um people have it worse situation no not at all he would just be having a bad day but so would I but his bad day would be more important like he'd be really like blunt and short with me and I was just that's not helping do you know what I mean and I remember when I was with him, work was really stressful. Plus, I was in the middle of revising for an exam. Like, I have never felt as stressed in my life as I did at that point. 
and to be with someone who pushed it aside for their own feelings was not helpful yeah I think we've all experienced that's very similar to that because I feel like that when you said that it kind of rings the bell of my past relationships too yeah you're just feeling like your own your own problems aren't actually as heavy as theirs no they're a lot worse than you are yeah just like take that in and be like yeah okay fine you are going through more yeah I think the problem with some people they don't help themselves like in my opinion I this is just my opinion and I'm sorry if it offends anyone but I think at your big age you need to be emotionally intelligent enough and aware enough of yourself to know what your issues are how you react when you're triggered what triggers you because you can't keep bulldozing over people and I think that's a big issue with mental health is that people use it as an excuse to bulldoze over other people instead of dealing with the issue itself yeah you know you've got problems yet you're not intelligent enough mature enough whatever you want to think to deal with it in that case i was gonna say in that case it could be a, an awareness thing and they're just not aware of the options that are available to them because i i feel like i was one of those people i wasn't a bulldozer but i was kind of just dwelling in these problems that i had and i wasn't helping myself but that's because I didn't really have any, I didn't know the options that was available. And it was just a cycle of keep wallowing until you finally. Yeah, yeah I get you. But I think I, a lot of people feel like that. I don't know. There's a difference between being aware and I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to say. No, I think I get you. There's, there's a difference between being aware of the options and not taking it and just not being aware at all. Yeah, because I am of the view that everyone needs counselling. Like they need it. No one is issue free. No one is perfect. No one doesn't have mental health problems. Everyone needs counselling. Yeah, no, I agree there. I think the world would be a much better place if everyone had it. Everyone needs someone to talk to at the end of the day. You can't bury it under drink or drugs or sex or however you cope with it. No, because one yeah. day it's going to explode. It's hard though, especially for like younger people. It's going to is difficult to get help. I remember yeah. going to the GP and. I felt like I, I I wanted like an antidepressant. I just wanted like a be all fix all kind of pill. Yeah. But it was just a struggle to kind of get any help from my own GP. So it's like that's I can, really sad. I can imagine like there's a lot of teens that are going through that where they are going through things, but they're just not able to get the right help that they need. Yeah, I do understand that. I'm quite lucky in the sense that my doctor at the time was very understanding. She was lovely, but I think yeah, a lot of people don't have access to that which is sad but google is your friend there's always options out there of course and the nhs have free services that's how i ended up with my counselor last year each borough has a different service like greenwich borough has um time to talk bexley borough has mind i think it's called yeah it is mind yeah so you're never alone i think you just need to be reminded of that which is sad you don't always have to go through a gp no you don't you can do it yourself or you can go private or even the Samaritans like call them they're always there to help and listen and not judge for me the most recent one that I used was calm and that was probably like maybe a year ago last year that was something that was really helpful I feel like we, we are at an age where we're able to like know what our problems are and how we can help ourselves yeah I agree with that but I think some people need an extra push. Definitely. 
but there also needs to be more awareness like, I feel like this one week isn't enough it should be a constant thing of yeah like I got a survey through work today um about mental health and it was asking like what do you think your workplace needs more of and I think one of it is awareness and I think even like a mental health first aider or like a listening corner or a set person who's just there to listen I think duvet days need to be a thing where like if you're having a bad few days like they let you work from home or you can just have a mental health day that's not part of your annual leave do you know what I mean yeah yeah that is that's a nice I think every workplace needs someone that you can talk to having HR or whatever is just not enough yeah therapy itself is expensive especially if you're going private it's not always an option and that that was an issue for me like I wouldn't be able to afford a therapist on a regular basis no I get you I think I'm lucky that my work has health insurance so we can get it through that and there's flyers up for different numbers to call if you're worried about money or you're worried about work or you're worried about your home situation or whatever which is helpful do you think this is something that obviously is spoken about a lot um do you think it's harder for men to talk about their mental health than it is for women in my experience yeah I feel like the men that I've come across do struggle to talk about their feelings maybe there's there is a stigma of trying to keep it together and be a man yeah yeah I think that stigma needs to go yeah if you can't communicate your feelings well it it does like ripple effect into all your relationships yeah of course it does of course it does I think some men are just this is the opinion that I have like things that I've seen men are like ostriches they bury their heads in the sand and I think that's something that they do with their mental health as well but I think it's not because they don't want to get help but because of again the stigma attached to men asking for help or being weak yeah definitely yeah which is sad it is really sad yeah it's again it's like people diminish it and that's awful I think people diminish men's mental health a lot more than they do females yeah I feel like because we're seen as the weaker sex it's like oh yeah yeah emotional and this that and the other yeah and I think like learning about mental health has only just been like a recent thing like 60s and 70s even women who had like we complain now that there's not enough around us to help us there is a lot more than there was before there's a lot yes. more understanding that's true there is a lot more studies going on about it and everything like that but okay so like yeah okay i'm complaining that there wasn't enough in our time we should see more of what there is now than there was then yeah we are I, in a lucky position yeah i think part of it is that you want to have you have to want to help yourself everything is there right in front of you for you to find the information you just need to want to help yourself yeah that's the biggest part yeah but environment plays a part because there is probably people in in rougher situations that will struggle to get the help that they need yeah for sure or there's people that don't think that they need any help or they think that they're too old or whatever so they're just toxic for those people you can't get help (laughs) please i'm saying please but i need help too (laughs) we all do <laughs> look into like therapy because that is something that I've always kind of put yeah I think everyone needs it and it depends what type you think you need like the first time I ever went to counseling it was just sit down chat and I cried for the whole hour yeah <laughs> and then the second time I went last year um it was CBT um what's CBT 
it's cognitive behavioral therapy I think and it was a lot more interactive like one of my big issues is anxiety so we would do experiments and she would make me do things that she knew made me feel uncomfortable that sounds really dodgy doesn't it (laughs) I don't really like that like put me in situations that made me anxious or like I don't know anyway just because there's no point just sitting down talking about it sometimes you need to act it depression was considered you were just considered crazy like you would put it be put in a mental asylum like women who got periods or when you had menopause or whatever you got put into a mental asylum it's just as much um one thing i wanted to ask you how do you deal with your mental health issues now i think for me the biggest thing was communicating when i don't feel right with someone with just a friend or something like if I don't feel personally up to scratch I will let a friend know and then it kind of comforts me to know that someone knows and I'm able to discuss that um and like recently a friend really helped me out actually and told me the person that you were two years ago isn't who you are today so realize your feet and realize how far you've come and how far you've progressed And remember that and let that help you push you forward. And honestly, I think that's what helps me get out of some days, you know? Yeah, I do understand that. My counsellor said the exact same thing to me. She said that I picture myself as the little girl that I used to be who was controlled and anxious and paranoid and worried. And I still see myself as that person now and I'm mm-hmm. not. And I need to take a step back and see just how far I've come and that I am my own person now. It's hard to remind yourself of that. It definitely. But that is something that you have to Especially do. Especially when you're like still in the same kind of environments that you were then, it's hard to realise, actually, this is how far I've come. Like, I am not that person anymore. I am, I've progressed so much in my life. Like, I'm not that 14-year-old girl that was sad all the time, you know? I do understand. I feel the same. So what is it that you do? I think for me, mostly, I don't put myself in situations that are going to trigger my anxiety. You remove yourself from the situation? Oh, yeah. Even if it's just like a night out or something silly like that, like I just won't go if I feel anxious. You're listening to your emotions. Yeah. I don't need to force myself to be in that situation. I think I'm still learning. Am I still learning? I'm still learning when it comes to men to not put myself in stupid situations. Yeah, exactly. It's progress. You see the red flags way sooner than you would have been. Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. It's just, I think everyone's got a long way to go. Yeah, like, we by no means are, like, mentally stable. Like, we realise that there is a way to go. (laughs) Obviously, we're not your mental health advisors, so if you do need help, don't come to us because we can't can't give you the right advice. (laughs) But if you do want people to talk yeah, to, yeah. then come to us. Like we understand, and even if we can't give you advice, we can still listen. Yeah, and relate somehow. Yeah, and I think that's all some people need is just someone. It's just to know that there's someone out there that's going to listen and care. Yeah, just an ear that will respond. Well, this has really been difficult for us. I can't lie. Me anyway. Yeah. It's just felt hard to like talk about things. And I feel like there is still a lot more that I could talk about. But me too. But I don't even know where to or go. where to start. Yeah. It's played such a massive part in our life. And only more recently yeah. we're aware of that part that it's played. It's something that's to yeah, be sure. disregarded. You should definitely always ask for help if you need it. 
Yeah. Don't let anyone diminish how you're feeling. Definitely. But if you do feel a certain type of way or you have something to say, then obviously start a conversation in our comments or our DMs or in our, uh, start a conversation because we have a lot more to say and we can listen to you and see what you guys have to say. Yeah, this isn't the end of this. There's always going to be something. We can always develop on it. Oh, the face you pulled. You okay? Oh, yeah, I just feel really out of breath. Sorry, guys, my hay fever is really acting up. But I can't breathe through my nose. Ooh, eating my sandwich for lunch was really hard work. I couldn't breathe, but it's okay. You're alive. You're happy. You're well. Well, you're as happy as you can be. Mm-hmm. Could be happy, I can't lie. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be happier if I was on a beach. It's a little holiday. Oh, I want a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Corona's a bitch. Actually, that's something that we haven't really touched on, but, like, have you found the silver linings of corona for yourself? Um, Yes, I've exercised a lot more. I have probably been more productive. And I know there's all those tweets about don't let anyone force you to be productive, blah, 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 blah. And I agree with that, but I'm glad I've been productive. Yeah. I still haven't studied, but that'll either happen or it won't. (laughs) Don't force it, hun, don't force it. (laughs) I have to. Have you? I've saved more money as well. Keep saying how much money they're saving, but my any money I save, I'm buying shit I don't need. Then stop. I'm supposed to be going on holiday. <laughs> don't come and tell me you can't afford it in a few months, okay? I'll fuck you up. <laughs> and then you turn up at the airport with a camel or something like that because you bought something you don't need. I will actually buy you. A camel? I don't know. It's the first thing that pops into my head. One full circle here, but for me, I think my mental health has actually gotten a lot better. Especially these last maybe four weeks, I've just I felt like self care has been a big thing for me, and I'm more aware of myself and what it is that will make me happier. And I've just been concentrating on that. That's good. That's very good to hear. Considering the state you're Honestly, in at the every day, not- crying every other day, panic attack, anxiety. I know, but that's just how you were feeling. Like there's nothing wrong with it, and I'm here to listen and watch you cry. <laughs> I'm an ugly crier. I don't want you to see me anymore. (laughs) You're not an ugly crier. Stop. We've both cried to each other on uh, Skype. Yeah. Especially during those first couple of weeks. It was, it was like time. They were tough. Yeah. Yeah, they were tough. But this just shows you to the listeners. Friends will help you out. Even if it's someone just to cry to. So. Yeah. We're all here to watch you cry. (laughs) We won't judge. We might. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, our, our diaries are free. Ten pounds an hour. Thank you. I'll do it for free. It's okay. I'm here for you guys. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. But yeah. So honestly, guys, if you do need any help or anything, yeah, we are, we here. are here. Our emails are open, and our... our emails are open. It is in our. Is it in our bio? It's... No, it's not. Yeah, we'll, we'll put it. Put there. it there. We'll put some mental health charities that will help you if you need it there's been a few that i've used and i know were so helpful to me we'll get those up yeah and obviously we know this has been like a a darker topic than the first one um we'll be back to our regular scheduling next week being the funniest pictures (laughs) you've ever heard so in the meantime as omi says we are here if you need us or need help or need direction of where to go do not hesitate we are always on our phones even if we don't <laughs> lie to our friends <laughs> we are always here 
if you need help and we are happy to hear from all of you and we'd be interested to hear from some men to see their perspectives and if they think it's harder for them yeah especially after that whole stigma thing we just mentioned it's it's interesting to know yeah for sure so get out um we also wanted to say oh we didn't say thank you last time we can say it now so we just wanted to say thank you for all the positive feedback and responses that we've gotten from the last two episodes we really really appreciated it so keep yeah. coming all the positivity um and just to reiterate that if you do need any help with your mental health we've not only got links in our instagram post also in our highlights on instagram you will find more links as well to help you with your mental health especially after the last couple of weeks and also, just to end on a happier note, well, is it happier? Next it week's is happier. <laughs> if you're weirdos like us. <laughs> Next week's going to be our first wine and crime Definitely. episode. <laughs> so stay tuned if you like wine and you like crime. <laughs> we will be offering both. Um, and it obviously will be a slightly longer episode given the nature of what we're going to do but stay tuned and we'll explain more next week yeah thank you for listening everyone thank you ciao bye